Welcome back, Dirty Birdies. I'm Jackie. I'm Shirley. And this is the Dirty Birdie Book Club. <sighs> Welcome back, guys. Woo-hoo. Thank you for joining. Today we are discussing It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover. Yes, we have returned to the world of Lily and Ryle and Atlas. We're giving Coho another chance. Of Let's, course, this is the sequel to It Ends it With ends Us. us. Mm-hmm. 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 Would you like to read the back? Sure. Lily and Ryle have just settled into a civil co-parenting rhythm with their daughter, Emerson, when Lily suddenly runs into Atlas nearly two years after they last spoke. Elated that the timing finally seems to be right to give what they have together a real chance, Atlas asks Lily on a date. But Lily's excitement is almost immediately replaced by dread and anxiety when Lily remembers that Ryle, though no longer her husband, is still very much a part of her life. And though Ryle would dislike Lily dating anyone but him, Atlas Corrigan is the one man he absolutely will not stand having in his ex-wife and daughter's lives. Told from the perspectives of Lily and Atlas, it Starts With Us gives readers a deeper look into Atlas's past as he and Lily reconnect and rekindle the love they shared as teenagers while navigating a volatile ex-husband who believes Atlas to be one of the reasons his marriage with Lily ended. It Starts With Us picks right up where the epilogue for the glorious and touching It Ends With Us left off, giving readers the exhilarating sequel to Colleen's best-selling phenomenon, they have been begging for exhilarating <laughs> <laughs> so i Who wrote that <laughs> Colleen Hoover. well i mean look look exhilarating i am not going to wow <laughs> sorry i am not going to bash people for what they like mm. however i had the exact same thought when I closed the back cover of this book, as I did when I closed the back cover of It Ends With Us, which was, what a bullshit book. I hated it. I hated Girl, it. Girl, I'm right there with you. I So here's the thing. I enjoyed It Ends With Us. Like, I, you know, I did. It was, it was it bumpy. Was, it was dramatic. It was there okay, was like, yeah. will they, won't they? It was... Like, it was I enjoyed sad. the back... It was sad. It was very sad. And I thought that the ending was... Phenomenally empowering, yeah. For Lily, yeah. Here's my overall. I didn't need this. Mm-hmm. I did not need a sequel. It's brand new. It came out 2022. And you know who else didn't need this? Colleen Hoover. Like, yeah. She was like bullied into writing a sequel. Yeah. So hold did on. she say that in the beginning? She doesn't say. She oh, was in the acknowledgments, it ends with us. Is the one book I have been. Oh, quote. I'm sorry. Quote. It Ends With Us is the one book I have been adamant I would never write a sequel for. I felt like it ended where it needed to end, and I didn't want to put Lily through more stress. But then, book talk happened, and the online petition, and the messages, and videos, and I realized most of you weren't asking for me to put them through more pain. You simply wanted to see Lily and I was happy. When I started with the outline, she realized... She quickly realized how much she also wanted to see them happy for anyone who asked for more thank you this book wouldn't have existed without you yeah end quote this like the book talk push like book talk yes we all love to read books but we're not 
publishers. Like, we're not editors. We're not authors. So she says there's a little letter at the beginning of the book, too. Oh, okay. And, you know, it's like, blah, 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 quote, after It Ends With Us gained momentum on TikTok, I was inundated with requests from more Lily and Atlas. After It Ends With Us gained momentum on TikTok, I was inundated with requests from more Lily and Atlas. And how could I possibly deny a community that had changed my life? This novel was written as a thank you for the tremendous support. And because of that, I wanted to deliver a much lighter experience, unquote. This much lighter experience. It was. It was more of a romance novel, in my opinion. Um, this novel was written as a thank you? So you didn't write it for you. You didn't write it to continue. I don't believe she wrote it for, I don't believe she was like, man, there's really a sequel in here. It just needs to get out. I can't wait to get this on paper and into people's hands. It was like, fine, here's your sequel. And I feel like that reads through when, when, like, when you read it, like. It felt. It just, I don't, like, forced, maybe? Yeah. You know? So, let's get into it. Okay, yes. What did you spice rate this book? A two. Same! Oh! Oh, wow, I think that's a verse. That was (laughs) high-fiving. Yeah, uh, a two. Absolutely a two. There was spice, and there was some sweet romantic buildup. But the spice was shit. I so when right before my spice, I wrote it was fine, happy, but so boring. I was so bored. Again, we can't say cock or pussy. Uh, right. There was yes. No. There was definitely none of that. No dirty talk. Don't get me wrong. Romantic lovemaking is beautiful. I don't want to read that. Mm. I want like. Go into Pound Town, take him to Burlington Throat Factory, like. (laughs) The only two spicy scenes we get, first of all, are at the end of the fucking book. I know, I'm trying to see. The end of the book. I know I tagged it, and I wrote sex. (laughs) Sex. It It was very, very close to the end. It was... Page 218. Oh, yeah. Because I think it, like, continues a little bit into, like, later in that chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, at uh, uh, Lily and Ryle are divorced. Yes. Ryle is still an asshole. Which I was not surprised. Ryle was still an asshole. Yeah. No, it tracks. And I knew that when he offered her the wine because he was trying to get her fucking tipsy. And when she said no, he was like, fine. I, he chose tea. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, I'm drinking wine, would you like some? Mm-hmm. It was like, do you want wine? Because I, I know I can manipulate you if you're tipsy. Oh, you're not? Then fine, I'll just have tea too. Like, Well, and that was ugh. something that, um, that was something that pissed me off in the beginning when she was like, you know, his passes at me. He still thinks there's hope, you know. Like he didn't believe that it was over. Over, over. That that pissed me off. He was like, he doesn't respect her decision. Doesn't respect her decision. Also, he fucking chokes her against the car, and like when the wall in her apartment. 
Oh, against the door. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. So there he, is. Oh, like he still is abusive. So there's and she lies about it. There is a trigger <laughs> warning in this book for domestic violence again, as there was in the first book. Unfortunately, uh, there is only one instance of of it, but I also will give a trigger warning for gaslighting. Because she even is like, he tries to gaslight me with being like, you know, it wasn't that bad, you're being dramatic. Mm. Ugh. She's an absolute asshole through and through. Just a jackass. Like, later, once she does start seeing um, Atlas and they do sleep together, and then Ryle finds out and gets drunk and is, or doesn't get drunk, he's at the apartment after he accosts her mm-hmm. and is like... I'm a neurosurgeon. Good luck, like, fucking the homeless guy. And I'm like, being a neurosurgeon doesn't... Oh, no, 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 no. It was, I'm a neurosurgeon, you work in flowers. Like, let's see who gets custody of Emerson. Just a garbage human being. Was very proud of her for not giving in to his... Like, he wanted unsupervised visits, and she was like, absolutely not. Like, that was heartbreaking when she was, he was like, when am I going to get Emerson overnight? And she was like, when she can tell me what ha- if something e- exactly. happens. Exactly. I was like, yes, mom. Like, yeah. good job. And when I will, she can open up her mouth and be like, yo, this happened. I Ugh. will say she would drop bombs like that and he would like immediately check himself. Mm. But then I feel like he started getting like, when are you going to get over this? When are you gonna stop abusing your ex, like your wife, your ex? And at one point, so sad. At one point, so after he finds out about Atlas and he comes to her shop after he accosts her in her apartment, sends her drunk, berating, abusive texts, comes to see her in her shop to like air it out or something and they get into an argument and he's an asshole again um she says quote i realize in this moment that the hardest part about ending an abusive relationship is that you aren't necessarily putting an end to the bad moments Mm. unquote and it's like yeah because that person you had a kid with that person and so it's not a clean break. You're going to have them in your li- in their your life, your child's life. And they're not just going to magically change. I stand firm on my belief that people who abuse other people, especially your significant other, this person that's supposed to mean so much in your life, it's a fundamental personality flaw. And I don't think there's a fix for it. Mm. Because he does do, like, anger management. Like, I don't know, does it work? I don't know if that's so, CPSP. But, like, is he doing it for the right reasons? That was one of the... <laughs> oh, my God. I was so mad reading that last night. So, Ryle is, for most of the book, pissed about Atlas. Right. And giving Lily shit. And just making her life overall difficult. Atlas... Finds out he has a brother he never knew about. And his abusive, neglectful mom comes back into his life. 
and the brother had run away and was now living with Atlas because his mother was physically abusive. That's another trigger warning. <laughs> there is child abuse and neglect. Um, the whole storyline. It was just so left field. I could not... I could not find it in me to, like, care about it. <laughs> it was just so left field. Like, you could have used that space in the book for them fucking. That would have made for at least a higher spice rating. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, so, they both have these two abusive people in their lives. Yes. Okay. By the end of the book, Lily has a sit-down with Ryle, but she's not comfortable being alone with him completely valid absolutely yeah. earlier in the book when she was alone with him he fucking threw her up against a wall and almost choked her and so she sits down with Alyssa ryle's sister, sister and marshall ryle's brother-in-law and ryle is like mad that they know what ryle did earlier so like they're sitting and it's kind of like an intervention mm-hmm and they're sitting, and Marshall comes in, and he's like, you know, your mom's in the living room with the kids. Like, what did I miss? And Ryle says, quote, are you aware of this? Marshall stares at him for a beat and then leans forward. Am I aware you lost your temper with Lily last week and pinned her against a door? Or am I aware of the text you sent her? Or am I aware of the threats you made when she said she was talking to her lawyer? Unquote. And you know, I was feeling Marshall in this book because and you know what good for Alyssa too I yes she was not ride or die because it was her brother yeah like so many so many people yes are like my brother would never and it's It's like like, no he absolutely fucking would and he did and he did and he continues to she was just like not ride or die for anyone she was just like I want what's best for like the kids and like Lily you know like yeah and yeah, I was really happy about that, and I feel like that's quite unrealistic. Because, you know, it's like when people, when someone kills someone, and their family is like, I can't admit, he would never do that. Well, he fucking did. Right. Well, he fucking did. Right. And, um, d- during that scene where he, like, loses his temper and pushes her up against a wall, she says something that literally broke my fucking heart she says lily says quote my heart is shattered because ryle hasn't changed at all as much as i hope he had and as much as i know he wanted to he's still the man he's always been and that's what i'm saying it's a fundamental person personality it's it's arrogance it's pride it's ego It's, it's yeah He's, it's definitely he's ego. definitely like used to getting everything he wants and like at the smallest inclination that it's not going his way he yeah. just absolutely well, has bursts of rage and like, later on she even says it sorry that's fine she even says at the same point she's like i saw that familiar void in his eyes yes so it's like he goes into a place of rage and she Alyssa, that can, is very real it's, it's like split personality. Abusive spouses. Because we talked about this last time. The cycle of domestic abuse. Where it's like, everything's good. Everything's great. You start getting into that, like, 
picking at each other, nagging, stuff starting to go wrong. There's the uh, the event, and then there's apology, making up for it. So everything's great, everything's wonderful. Then you go back to the everything's normal, and you know, and there, and there's that well, cycle. And it, holding up that facade of being sorry because mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like I don't think you're sorry. I'm not. I don't, you're not. You're not. And I want so that is going to crack. Like mm-hmm. trying to make things better and have mm-hmm. things be good again. So now you're exhausted from trying so hard. Mm-hmm. Of course things are going to start grating at you. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to have a shorter fuse and like you can't that that facade is not sustainable. No, it's not. And um I read something once that said um if you're in an abusive relationship and, like, an event happens, whether they hit you or, you know, emotional abuse, uh, financial abuse, like, any kind of abuse, if there's an event and, like, y- you kind of either brush it off or, like, there isn't consequences and you stay... They start to be like, oh, well, I can do this, and they're not going to leave. You know? It's like, the first time it happens, you know, shit happens. Shit really does happen. We're humans. We make mistakes. If I were ever in a relationship with a partner, and they struck me, it really depends on the partner. You know? Am I married? Do we have kids? What's going on? The first time it happens, I mean, there would be repercussions. But like, like I said, it depends. Would I give them the benefit of the doubt that like they're a human, they made a mistake. If it happened again, gone, done. This is, it's a pattern at this point. Right. It's a pattern. It's not a, you made a mistake. You, this is within you. Yeah. And I'm not entertaining it. It's within you. It's a pattern. It's you within you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we see pretty early on that while it's not as physical of abuse in this book, it's more mental, emotional. It, it's such emotional abuse. Well, because he thinks he has all the power. He mm-hmm. thinks that he has the better job and makes all the money and mm-hmm. has this better place and he feels like he's untouchable. Right. And she, there were so many problematic instances that she kind of writes off, you know? So she writes another letter to Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> and she writes about... Quote, about Ryle, quote, it's been working out okay so far, if you don't count the occasional gaslighting and unwanted flirtation. As clear as I have made my feelings about, uh, feelings during this divorce, he still has hope for us. He says some things that indicate he hasn't fully let go of the idea of us. I fear that a huge part of Ryle's cooperation rests on the notion that he'll eventually get uh, win me back if he's good enough for long enough. 
and I wrote, this man is just problematic all around. If she goes back to him, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) If she goes back to him, I'm not reading the rest of the book. Well, thankfully she doesn't. She does not go back to him. And I feel like Atlas and Lily are a really good example for Josh and Emerson. Absolutely. Of what love is supposed to look like. Absolutely. And they're so in love. They're so, exactly. And they always have been. Right. And they, they always were always ending. Always. And I don't think it's fair. I mean, there's so much about Ryle that's problematic. But, like, he got jealous when he got jealous about a teenage love. Right. And, like, yeah, maybe she still had feelings for Atlas, but she was not entertaining them when she was with Ryle. Right. You know, she was, and he says at one point, Ryle says, so I did have something to be worried about when she gets with Atlas. And she's like, I'm I'm done trying to convince you that I wouldn't have cheated on you. Right, like, you had something to worry about because you are a terrible person. Because you're insecure. You knew you were treating me like shit. I don't think he does know that. Well, I don't, I don't think he thinks he has anything to change. That is the problem. Know. Really? I don't know, because he goes back and forth. Like, I think he is aware that he has a problem, but he doesn't care enough to change it. Okay. Because, like, like when just all the notions of, like, like, really, we're still going to talk about this? You know what I mean? Like, we're, you're still going to use this against me? Like, yeah. why aren't you over this yet? Like, that attitude oh. to me is like, you're making a bigger deal. I'm fine. Like, maybe I screwed up, I guess. But, like, it's it's almost, like, nonchalant. And it's like, no, dude, like, you have some serious issues that you need to work on mm-hmm. because you want to work on them. Because you want to, to be, be a, better, a person, better person. A better husband, a better father. Not because this will get me Lily back. Or this will give me visitation with Emerson. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we come to the... We, uh... So one of the the big main questions is the book is does your ex-husband slash father of your child get to dictate who you're in a relationship next. Or not even dictate, get an opinion about who you have a relationship with next. And I will preface that in saying I do think it needs to be a discussion about who you're bringing around your conjoint child. Like, and that is the only opinion you get is like, I just want to know who's in my child's life. So we find out later on that I don't remember this from the end of the first book, but apparently it was like in the epilogue that she had named her daughter's middle name Dory. Yes. After finding Nemo. Yeah. And Ryle gets pissed. Right. Does he have the right to be pissed? No. She loved that movie. Before Atlas. Mm-hmm. She loved that movie for Ellen. It's mm-hmm. not like she was dating Ellen. Oh, that's that's true. She did watch Ellen and then when Ellen was in that movie. Right. She watched that movie and liked that. Like, yes, she watched it with Atlas. 
But, like, after she had already loved it and loved Dory because of Ellen. No, he didn't have a right to be pissed about that. Okay, that's I didn't think so. I mean, I wasn't sure if I was just biased because I fucking hate Ellen. Well, if, if it was, like, Atlas's middle name, mm. then yes. It was, like, Emerson Atlas, whatever. <laughs> right, right. But no, I, I did not think Ryle had a reason to be upset. So, a few more parts in the book that broke my heart. Lily says, so going back to the cycle of abuse, Lily says, quote, How do people leave these cycles when they don't have the resources I had or the support from family and friends? How do they possibly stay strong enough every second of the day? I feel like it takes, I feel like all it takes is one weak, insecure moment and the presence of your ex to convince yourself I made the wrong decision. And that's heartbreaking because it's valid as shit. You know, that's why this cycle is so well documented. You know, the cycle is very real. You know, and it's that kind of trope of, like, when it's bad, it's bad, but when it's good, it's good. It's so good, it excuses the bad. It does not. Oh. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I, I know mean, you know that, yeah, but I'm yeah, just yeah. saying, like, it, it, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. I can see how it would feel that way, unfortunately. You know? Yeah, especially with, like, our backgrounds and stuff. You know, you could be like, oh, like, it's not bad all the time, and, you know. Well, and it's just like you said earlier, like, it depends on the partner. Like, mm -hmm. if you are married and you do have kids, then you hold on to the good with every breath, Yeah, you know, and then yeah. you just suffer through the bad because you're married and have kids. Yeah. 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 Uh, another part was... <clears throat> when he shows up at the shop again after the threatening texts oh. and the abusive texts and she kind of yells back at him like I don't think she ever actually argued back with him like mm -hmm. she kind of just took it right so um, he's again Blaming Atlas for the issues in their marriage, which is such horseshit. You know, Ryle says, quote, you don't see a pattern here. Are you really that blind? We've been fine for a year, Lily. We didn't have a single issue until he showed back up. Now we're fighting all the time and you're getting lawyers involved, unquote. Like, stop. Anything to not put the blame on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, narcissistic as fuck right narcissistic as fuck and then she says quote stop blaming your behavior on other people ryle mm. he says stop ignoring the common fucking denominator for all our problems lily unquote what you are the common denominator you fucker. are the common denominator like, your jealousy and insecurities and narcissism is the common denominator. Because, yeah, Ryle has a past. There is a past there. But I feel like if she, if, <clears throat> if, go ahead. I'm just, I'm trying to remember in the first book when he burns his hand and she laughs. 
and he fucking hits her. Mm-hmm. Is that before mm-hmm. they run into Atlas? Yeah, because remember she goes to the restaurant and Atlas sees the hand. Or sees her face. Her face. Right. That was before Atlas. That means that no matter what Atlas did, came in and out of her life, never met up with Atlas, that was in you. Yeah. That is an issue that you clearly have and it's always going to be there bubbling under the surface. It's, yeah. it's always going to, there's going to be a reason for you to lash out. Yeah. In this instance, fine, you have Atlas to lash out on. But that is not the root cause. Right. You are the root cause. Right. You are the common denominator here. Like, Atlas, at one point, Alyssa kind of confronts Lily and is like, did you, did you cheat with Atlas? Right. And Lily was like, no, I didn't. And, like... As if that would have mattered. To me, because of the timeline. Like, because he showed his true colors so early on. Mm-hmm. Would we have blamed her if she cheated no. on Ryle with Atlas at the time? No. no. As a reader? No. Right. Like, But she says to Alyssa, she's like, I haven't kissed him since I was 16. Right. And Alyssa's like, oh, what the fuck? Right. Why is he upset about that? Why is he upset about that? And Indeed. they're like, I have no fucking idea. Uh, Question of the century. Like, mm-hmm. why are you mad, bro? <laughs> why are you mad, bro? Yeah, so it really is. He's just, he doesn't want to see that. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be aware that he is the problem. He doesn't want Lily to be happy with anyone but him. Right. Because he's a selfish prick. And it's toxic as fuck. Ugh. Yes. And I cannot deal with it. It's awful. Yeah. Are you surprised she didn't get an abortion? No. Because I know some people are like... You know, it's that it's that very common trope of something positive came of this. Like, I got my beautiful daughter out of this situation. I would have had an abortion. I... Okay, yes. I would have absolutely had a shmishmortion at the shmishmortion clinic. Like, to me, uh, something positive coming out of a shitty situation is like... Not having to deal with the shitty situation anymore. Yes. It's like your new apartment that you get to redesign because now you don't live with this guy. It's not another human being that now not only you had to suffer under this person, you are now making another person suffer under this person. A completely innocent person is now going to have to deal with the drama that follows because you decided to have that asshole baby. Yeah. And I understand it was an oopsie doopsie. Like, I understand she right. wasn't, That's like... That's why there are abortions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she should have had a shmishmortion. Uh, no. She did what she felt was best for her life and situation. I would have had a shmishmortion. Because, first of all, I feel like on some deep level, she knew she wasn't getting back together with, uh, with Ryle. 
like, you know, she kind of hemmed and hawed, and they stayed married the entire pregnancy, and she didn't ask for a divorce until after Emerson was born. But I felt like on some level, she knew she wasn't. Sticking around. She couldn't entertain, she couldn't live that life. Because through the whole second book, she's like, it's not fair for me to, like, live my life in fear of him. Is he going to hit me today? Right. You know? And I totally get that. So, like, I don't blame her for her choices, but they're not just choices I would have made. And I say that not being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff is, like, you don't know the, the choice you'd make until that situation is happening, happening to you. Happening to you, absolutely, yeah. So. It just breaks my heart for Emerson. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and to be like, like she says, she looks at her daughter, she's like, it, it ends with us. But, like, it actually doesn't, because Ryle is still very much alive. Yeah. Unless he dies and is absolutely out of a position to make your life miserable. Guess what? He's going to make your life miserable. Well, I feel like, it, like, it's more like the cycle of abuse and the I'm going to stick with him because he's my hun- husband. I'll just put up with it is, like, what ends, what right. ends with us. Unfortunately, like she said, ending an abusive relationship doesn't mean you're ending the bad moment. Exactly. But she's putting... But it would have if she wouldn't have had a baby. Yeah. It would have been a clean break. Ah. There would. The only ah. reason they would have run into each other is because Alice is Lily's... Or Alyssa is Alice's best... Alyssa is Lily's best friend. Right. That's it. They would have, like, fleeting, like, two boats passing in the night. But none of this rocky, none of this lawyers involved, custody I mean, Atlas, battles, like... Atlas would still probably be upset. Even if they didn't have a kid, Rao would still be upset about Lily dating out Atlas. I have to get a fan. Oh, sitting here talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the book. Oh. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah, listen, I don't know. I That's what I mean, though. Like, I would have, I think I would have been happy imagining my own happily ever after instead uh-huh. of the very realistic her still having to deal with his bullshit. Yeah. yeah. That, I think, is in a nutshell why I didn't need or enjoy reading this book. Like, even if her and Atlas have a happily ever after, there's always going to be a dark fucking cloud. Well, Unless Ryle really gets the fuck better. So, let's talk about that, because at the end of the book, so they're both dealing with these, they're both dealing with these two abusers. Yeah. His mom mom and her ex-husband throughout the entire book. And at the end of the, like, a few chapters, like, the last few chapters of the book, they have that sit-down intervention with Ryle about, uh, you know, with Alyssa and Marshall. Mm -hmm. And Lily's like, I want you to get anger management. And immediately he's like, I don't need that. Like, 
I'm a man, I'll suck up my feelings and bury them deep. And, um... That's worked out so well. Uh, Thus far. Okay. What did you think about him showing up to, like, fight Atlas at his restaurant? Oh, I expected nothing less. And yeah. Atlas was rock solid. Benevolent. Fuck yeah. Considerate Atlas. Like, that was, like, the hottest moment of the book. Like, yeah. and I, like he was just like, yeah, I could have it out with this guy, but, like, for what? What's the point? Then I'm no better than him, and what does that say about me and my relationship with Lily? Like, I know that she trusts me to be able to handle this, and I'm not gonna let her down. So mature. Uh, Hannah (laughs) Dropper! Your emotional maturity makes it when I'm over. (laughs) I declare. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, there's the one part where he sits down on the stoop, and he's like, if he tries to come for me again while I'm sitting, like, I'm not gonna sit here and take it. He's like, I will stand my ground. Right, 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 right. But, Ryle's like, you have no idea what I've been through, like, him killing his younger brother. But then Atlas is like, you're right, I don't. But you have no idea what I've been through. And what I've overcome to, like, be where I am today and be with Lily. And I'm like, yeah, neither of you actually know the other one. Sure. You know? And I feel like it's it would just be one, like, it would just be whose horse is bigger. Yeah. Whose horse is that? It would just be, like. Who suffered the most. Yeah. Like a pissing contest. Yeah. 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 And there's just no point. There's just no point. So. So. They get to the point where she's like, I want you to take anger management classes. And he's like, no, listen, sit down. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that Lily's like, you know, Alyssa's like, please sit down. And he sits back down. And Lily's like, this is why I had Alyssa here, because I know he, like, really cares and respects her. And it's like, but he doesn't care and respect the mother of his child? No. Like, what the fuck? I mean, Ugh. listen, we could go into, there's like an entire theory that men don't actually like women. <laughs> what? And have you not seen this? No. There's like a theory that men just tolerate women to be able to fuck us, but they're never listening. They never actually care about our emotions. They're constantly lying to us and telling us what we want to hear in that moment, but don't remember or apply what they have said to the actual relationship, and that they enjoy hanging out with the company of other men, but they won't fuck other men because of homophobia, but they just tolerate us to be able to fuck us. Yeah. Yeah. That, to me, is exactly what... Like, they, what, only like us when we're quiet, and when we do what they ask, like, the benefit don't like a God forbid we have an opinion, you know? Like, they don't like it when we're independent. We, we have thoughts of our own. Right. They just want us, they just pretend to like us so that they can fuck us. <laughs> I know! Oh. Sorry. No, it's okay, <laughs> it's. But that screams Ryle to me. Sadly accurate. Sadly accurate. So 
So anyway, you know, he, and then she's like, uh, and until you complete that and show me that, like, you're making legitimate changes, she's like, I don't want you to have unsupervised visits with Emerson. And I can't say that I blame her. 100% no. And he gets, like, all huffy and puffy with the, oh, trust me with my own daughter. And she's like, no. Oh, uh, she says, you know, you can't have unsupervised visits with the girls. Meaning Emerson and and Alyssa's daughter, daughter, Riley. And he's like, you'll trust me with my own niece? And she's like, I don't trust you with your own daughter. Nobody could trust you with your own wife. Like, stop acting like the victim here. Oh, God, I hate when narcissists act like the victim. It is, like, one of my biggest pet peeves. They love to do it. They love it. They love it. So, and then... Girl, how do you have so many thoughts on this? I'm just like... Oh, no, wait, we're coming to it. We're coming to it. So then, at the end of that chapter, he's like... He's like, I have off Thursday morning, like, plan to have Emerson here around 10 Mm -hmm. for his supervised visit with his daughter. So he's agreeing to, like, the, uh, you know, he's agreeing to the, like, keep wanting to say constituents, and I know that's not the right Custody? Stipulations. Oh. He's agreeing to the stipulations set forth. And that's where I'm kind of like, he knows he has an issue, you know, because he's not, so like, my dad would be, my dad would never agree to that. Like, unless forced upon him by court order, he'd be like, no, like, I deserve unsupervised visits with my daughters, like, they're my daughters, I would never do this, I would never treat them like this, he would never agree to that. He would never admit fault. So then, so then, uh, Atlas invites his mother to his restaurant and is like, you know, you're going to sign over legal custody of Josh to me. And she's like, why? Absolutely not. Blah, 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 blah. You can't take my son away from me. You're such a little shit. The gaslighting and the lies that came out of that woman was slightly triggering because mm. of, like, my background. <clears throat> and, you know, Atlas is like, what, what kind of books does Josh like to read? And his mom's like, that's a trick question. He doesn't read. Whereas, like, it's very blatant and talked about that, like, he likes manga and Atlas bought him manga and right. shit. And Atlas is like, okay, what was my favorite meal growing up? Favorite music? Favorite color? Anything. And she can't answer. And Atlas is like, okay, so you're going to sign over legal custody to me. Because the whole time... Josh is like, I want to go live with my dad. Like, I'm going to go live with my dad. It's going to be great. My dad wants me. He just hasn't been able to, like, come get me. And they find his address, and they go to his dad's house, and his dad's, like, sitting on the front porch chilling with, like, a house and a car. And Josh is like, 
He had the means to co-find me this whole time. Heart-wrenching. Okay. Then, Atlas is like, we're and we're going to do family dinners every Tuesday at the restaurant. Like, you're going to, you're going, and even, he's like, even if you have to fake it, you're going to sit here and get to know your son. He's like, and maybe you'll get to know me too, but I don't think there's any love lost there. And she's like, what time are these family dinners? Like, obviously agreeing to his stipulations. Mm -hmm. And so the whole reason I went into this little tangent, my last note on the book was, what a nice, neat little bow we've tied this up with. The abuser's actually accepting boundaries and blame. That doesn't happen in real life. No, and I would I would say you're giving Ryle too much credit. Yeah. Because he's delusional. Yeah. And the mom's coming for free dinners. Like it's not even that. The mom's the mom doesn't give a fuck. No. She doesn't give a fuck at all. So she's just like, What time are you gonna feed me? Yeah. Like Yep. Like so yeah, I guess it is like a nice little bow. But it's full of shit. Well, and that's the <laughs> thing that's the thing that I was like, this book is bullshit. And going back to what you were saying about it was just like an unnecessary book. I felt like she just besides Ryle and navigating post divorce relationship, which is a real valid storyline, the whole storyline with his mother was completely unnecessary. And I feel like she just, in the end, was like, we're just going to smooth everything over and everything's great. And then all of a sudden, they're getting married. Right. Like, they go from, you moving know, in moving in together. And then the last chapter is Atlas getting ready for their, like, wedding ceremony. So, so like, fine. So fine. Like, that's... Fine. They, that's, it, can it be over now? Is and my they, thing. And they all lived happily ever after. See, now my happily ever after is ruined, because I know they didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, there's no part of my brain that's like, yeah, Ryle turned over a new leaf, and now they're all happy-dory, and, yeah. like, that was, that was what I thought at the end of It Ends With Us, and I was like, oh, great, like, he's just gonna fuck off, yeah. and we're gonna happily gonna be co-parent. with Atlas, and, like, I can make believe this to be a, a great. Like, I can put my own bow on it. Well, so I was, like, disappointed with the way It Ends With Us ended. Oh. Like, she divorced Atlas. Great. They seem to be happily co-parenting. Great. And then she, like, bumps into Atlas on the street and runs off after him. And they, like, sweetly embrace. And that's where it ends. I was like, so... You built up this guy in this book the whole time, and you're not going to give me anything besides, you know, they hug. Right, but then when she does give us something, it's like the most PG fucking thing. And it's like, you're almost ruining Atlas for me. Like, you're making him so square. You're making oh, him my so God. sweet. You're He's making him so vanilla. so vanilla. Again, like, I would have been happier with my own imagination. That's all. Yeah. Some things absolutely. don't need sequels. Absolutely. And I know that she knows that this didn't. Well, and like, she just caved into book talk. Well, like we said at the beginning, it wasn't 
something she wanted to write, you know. She just got petitions and inundated with messages and shit. And she right. was like, I owe this to them as a thank you. I was like, you owe you us. You could have sent me a check for $10, and I would have been like, sweet, thanks. I'm going to get a coffee, and I'm going to think of you, Coho, when I do. That, you like, owe us literature you want to write. That's what authors owe us, is literature they want to write. That you write. Because if it's forced, we it's can going to come through. Yeah. We can tell. That's all. That's all. <laughs> Let me see if I skipped anything. I don't think I did. I was really mad at that. Like, oh, the abusers just accept their consequences. I was like, bitch, aware. Oh, okay. So I do have one more thing. And this resonated with me personally. Oh, yeah. I got a quote. So at one point, what page is yours on? 207. Oh, okay. So at one point, um, you know, Atlas is going through this whole thing with Josh and his mom and everything. And at one point he says, quote, there's a toxic belief that family should stick together simply because they're family. But the best thing I ever did for myself was walk away from them, unquote. And I'm like, yuck. I've done that to so many. And we discussed this last night, family versus relatives. Like, I don't call them family anymore. My family are the people I built and choose to have in my life. My, the people I'm related to are my relatives. Mm -hmm. That's it. We share a blood lineage. That's it. We're not family. Like, I wouldn't call you if I had a problem. You know, I'd call other people. And I like that that's out there for people. Like, just because, you know, like, if, if you have a toxic family, it's okay to walk away from them. Like, you don't need to keep them in your life out of some, like, societal notion that, oh, your family, like, your blood family is the most important thing in the world. You're not obligated. No. Right. And I just really liked seeing that because that's a message I push a lot, especially to some people who, like, are struggling and want, still want to, like, attain that approval or, like, live up to their parents' expectations Mm -hmm. or what their family thinks they should do. And I'm like, fuck that. I've been so much happier since I said fuck that five years ago and just started living my own life for what made me happy. You know, but what's your quote? Um, it just goes back to like, like Ryle like blaming Atlas for everything. Mm. Oh, it's literally the paragraph after you read earlier. Oh, okay. Um, quote: Ryle is clinging to me like I can make this better, and at one point in time, I thought I could. He's a broken man, but he isn't broken because of me. He was broken before he met me. Sometimes people think if they love a broken person enough. They can be what finally repairs them. But the problem is, the problem with that is the other person just ends up broken too. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Like, look, as much as I'm not a fan of Coho, she did have some good points. Yes. Like, I think we said that with the first book, that, like, no, it wasn't very spicy, but for a PSA... And a in-depth look at people who do deal and live with this kind of abuse. Mm-hmm. It was a very, it was very well written. You know. Totally. Yeah. So, 
Anywho, that's the end of that. I really hope. I really hope that uh, we're done with that universe. (laughs) That would be great. I definitely. uh, I I can lay off the coho books. I think. Yeah. I think I'm. I'm like tapped out. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm good too. I'm not a big. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. Well, what are we reading next, Sean? Oh, next we are reading Property of a Mountain Man. By Gemma Weir. Weir? Weir? W-E-I-R? Yeah. We struggle so hard with our last name. I wish we knew how to pronounce it. Because, like, I took German, and I think it's a German name. And they told me when it's spelled E-I, it's an I sound. Or when it's spelled I-E, it's an E sound. So that's why I'm calling her Wire, because it's W-E-I-R. Okay. But you know what? I could be totally wrong. Yeah, so we're going to meet Bo and Bonnie, a mountain man, and a farm girl, or like a ranch girl. It's like a small town romance, yeah. With an age gap. With an age gap. With an age gap. Jack loves her age gap. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so we will uh, talk about that in the next one. But in the meantime, if you want to follow us on Instagram or TikTok, you can do so at DirtyBirdieBC. Or if you have any questions or want to tell us what you thought about this book or Colleen Douglas or anything at all, you just want to chit-chat, you can email us at DirtyBirdieBC at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. Read on, Dirty Birdies.